0: Connect.
1: Searching. Now connected to You Got a Story podcast.
2: Every man deserves a woman. Every woman deserves a man. So I'm about to ask. I have filled this strange vibration. And I had a lot of vision. But where is my other hand? Can somebody say? Can somebody tell? I love her Who I love Oh <laughs>
1: Demons taking my friends, boys pretending they men, bitch don't fuck up my zen, my homie told me you violated the body and shawty that put me on ten, she begging me now to add it to the list of the feelings I gotta keep in, ain't that the root of the drama, how we just lock up the drama? fighting within, fighting without, fighting divided and conquered, like God didn't make us compatible, they wanted to turn us to animals, we lynching that really lynch manual, real niggas are back from sabbatical. Jaded or meant to to us, the reason our family slipping up. Cause our women won't submit to us You let a bitch run the crib and the southern men Say it's the bitch in us We dominate to overcompensate Our bravado dripping with the cowardice I'm watching power feeling powerless Like I gotta get my niggas out of this hell Out of this spell From the pills on the powder fish scales From the rapper with the loudest tip drills We don't win with no amount of pistols. In the battle on the soul I legit brush We got it kind of dope Properly wicked niggas really own Property Motherland be like a old Prophecy we can see
2: eye to eye. They know it's by design That in the dark we shine And that's the bottom line When we're together we stay strong But they don't want us to last long We can see eye to eye We can see eye to eye Yeah. Bring it back. Give me for the side of show oh, yeah. Can't control this other half here on my own Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: So Give me for the side of show oh, yeah, yeah. Can't control this other half here on my own Yeah.
1: She left me, shit got way too messy. Show my mass to the world. Show my worst of my best. You a larger dinner. Got my proper temper. Don't fuck with my dinner. Touch it and you die like that. That's the rage in a age coming to an end. Cause we must be greater men than we ever been. You know, we don't break, we bend, we resilient. We study in our genes, we the cream that I crank.
2: They know it's by design That in the dark we shine And that's the bottom line When we together we stay strong But they don't want us to last long We can see eye to eye We can see eye to eye yeah. Forgive me for it's not a show oh, You yeah. control this
0: <sighs> What's good y'all It's your host O to the motherfucking T Back for another week what a doobie doobie doo? It's a song I promised you guys. You guys, you everyone. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> and here we are again for another week. Hmm. And what a beautiful week is turning out to be Yeah Yeah Got some topics y'all But like I said, this is You Got A Story So Let's continue with our stories First and foremost I want to say with with much respect and and sadness. RIP Michael K. Williams, a soul we will be missing in the coming years. I'd also like to wish my condolences to the families of comedians Falquan Johnson and Enrico Colin Gelli. Colin Jelly. Why did I want to put an accent on it? Colin Jelly. And thankfully, Kate Quigley, it seems to be alive and recovering well. She released a statement on the 11th of September, which I think is a Saturday. Uh, she says, "Hi guys. Upon being released from the hospital, I've finally had the time and clarity to put my feelings on paper." mean this from the bottom of my heart and you know that statement is online i'm I'm reading it from yahoo news and i'm not gonna you know reread what she's written she's written it for you to read to so go ahead and look for her up on twitter her her handle is kq funny i'm happy she's doing better um this is heavy and i mean really heavy Because, well, I'm in L.A., right? I'm in L.A., where the drug culture is top tier to these individuals out here in the sun. In fact, I have a story about L.A. and drugs. I remember I was out here. It was my college orientation or like one of those meetings where you go to check out the college and see if you want to go there. I went out here with my mom. We went to see the college that I went to. And then from there she went to her hotel and I went out to explore LA. I was in the downtown area. So I went off of flower and like seventh street bumped into like bars that I've, I've grown to enjoy even now, which is like Onyx. Um, I've even been to that sports bra sports bar across the street from onyx which was not not a bad place either but i remember i went to this club down the street um it was that club across the street from the um the latino club with the the mexican music um guitar live music it was across the street down the steps into this like weird in the cut bar area i'll never forget First time there, I'm just drinking, chilling. I'd already lived a little bit, right? i already seen a little bit of a something, so I wasn't really mesmerized by the light show that is LA. But I'll never forget that this dude walked up to me, complete stranger, and offered me Coke. I thought it was funny because I had no signs of a cokehead. I wasn't energetic not running around looking for a Coke. It's just not my thing. And I just thought it was interesting that that was the culture of L.A. The the, the funnier of the culture was after you say no, they continue to ask as if the answer was going to change. It was all just interesting as my first real night in L.A. by myself. So from there, you know, you just, you just learn. You realize, L.A.ers are just pushy with their drugs. Mainly because uh, misery loves company. And I don't care who you are, or what you say, or how much you say. It's just fun. No one does coke because they're not miserable. Unfortunately. Now. My stance on it, drugs in general, well, first, no, nah, I'll, I'll say it. My take on drugs is simple. I believe everything that grows from the earth is for the beings of the earth. But everything manipulated in the laboratory or cut up in the back. Of a random stranger, civilian or non-civilian's backyard, basement, empty apartment. And I'm going to stay away from that stuff. Because it's chemically altered. with a whole bunch of other stuff that wasn't meant to be a part of its genetic code. Or genetic code. <laughs> it's, it is, what, what what do you call it? Drug codes or sequences or my, myabolic or, I don't know what to call it. I'm not a science minded person at all. But that's kind of been my rule of thumb, right? Um, and it seems to be working for me. I mean, I just I smoke a little herb mainly because I think I have PTSD from just life and uh, um, the the in 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 I wanted to say the horrors, but I'm, I wanted to be fancy and say intrigue in in I can't even say because I know I'm lying to myself. The horrors of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I self-medicate there. Um, but it, as a, you know, that whole gateway thing, it hasn't made me want to go out and do coke or crack or meth. Hell, it hasn't made me want even want to smoke a cigarette. So I don't know where y'all get that from. I mean, I I get why I wouldn't want to say that because you want people to also join you in these other activities that you do when you're miserable. No offense. I get it. We all have vices. I'm not judging you guys. I would never do what you do safely, at least, which is why I think just side note, we should legalize all drugs, at least give some healthy way of doing this so that no one's getting clipped and dying like the way that they've been dying. Um, because we've lost a giant, Michael K. Williams. How I now, unfortunately I have never watched the wire. I mean, I'm lying. I've watched the first season cause it was on like USA or something that marathon time. And I remember watching that and I've seen, uh, I remember Omar scene. I didn't get to finish that episode, but I remember Omar. And how angry he was, he was that his lover had been killed and he went on a rampage I always thought damn that's a bad motherfucker Hey, man cause I get one in the fight and kill the world for the love that you've lost I understood that shit to the T and he presented that in that actor or in that role that actor did that in that role and showed us that and I think that's what we resonated with at least that's what I resonated with the idea of losing love and what we would do if we did lose that Whew. Bad motherfucker right there I mean I've seen some of his other work though I've seen him in other things In fact let me look up his uh, his resume real quick And see um, Which ones I've seen um, But we lost a giant Unfortunately um, I wish I could have seen more of him The videos that I saw of him Were great Him dancing Him being respected and talked about by his peers in such a light. It only it only makes me hope that I, too, could leave on such a high note, you know. And unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, actually, a lot of his features my crowd of human beings have not brought to my attention, but thankfully I have time now to look at them. Unfortunately, he won't be while he's here, but the presence of a person isn't necessary to me. Orchestrated by the art that they're a part of nots Sometimes for me, cause that is true. It does, you know, acting is a little different for me because I know there's so many parts in acting. Like there's so like even like I would love to have a have a show where I could talk to an actor and ask him which parts of the of this of the scene was their idea and which I, part was a director or and and was it your idea to pick this outfit did you do, did you object did you ask yourself what the character wanted I would love to do deep dives I would love to go in a deep dive oh I watched doing hard time I didn't know he was in that I would love to that's a movie when the dude made a gun. I remember that movie because he made a gun out of paper. I was like, oh shit, you can do that? That's kind of fire. But I would love to talk to actors and 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 people from productions of of movies and, and ask them those questions. I would love to, just because I want to know how much of that character was really them. Unfortunately, I won't be able to do that with these. I'll be watching The Wire, wondering so much so much about this character. And in fact, I've heard a fun fact about Michael K. Williams, uh, from Akash Singh on the Fragrant 2. Apparently he was discovered by Tupac. Get the fuck out of here. I don't and it's not really showing me hold on, X with two Let me see if I can find it. But the but apparently uh Tupac Record was looking for a brother in a movie that he did. Um Oh yeah, he did, he talked about it being discovered. It's right here. Oh okay, so dash radio YouTube video. Y'all should probably check that out. But since I heard the story already, yeah, he it was uh he was going through Tupac was going through you know pictures of of uh people to add it to be you know, an actor right because I think Michael was a dancer at first and not at first but that's what he was doing before and the result was this you know he. He looked at his picture and immediately saw the scar and said, that's my my brother in this in the movie we're going to do together. So. Yeah, what a story. What a way to be discovered. I mean, purely by your looks, but damn, look what he did with it. I mean, I don't, I don't mind that type of type, that type of ty- uh, that type of typecasting um, when it's done by our own. Right. Because then it's not a typecasting. It's just, "Whoa, that's a bad looking motherfucker. He'd be great in my fucking movie. That's what I feel like Tupac. I mean, not that I know if Tupac was, but you know, thinking. But that's what I would imagine. But yeah, we lost we lost Giants because of this drug stuff, and there's not there's not much to really take away from it, right? Like you want people to tell them not to do drugs, but you you don't want to disrespect that you're not replacing their their. Um, their vice with another vice or with anything else more productive um so you know what's that saying um i heard it on chicago med by uh the head nurse i don't think it was sharon it might have been her name is sharon but she said let let sleeping dogs lay and i thought that was very true let the heavily medicated people lay until we have a better solution it's unfortunate it's sad and we wish them all help that we wish that we could you know help them with their addictions but unfortunately addiction it isn't something tied to an item right like it's not something you can just do from alcohol there's people addicted to gambling there's people addicted to sex there's people addicted to anything everything that they want to be addicted to whatever brings them pure joy that they can abuse on themselves, not abuse. They can just excessively use to treat themselves. That's why it's, you know, very important. um, If you know you have an addictive personality like myself to choose your addictions, Um, at least that way, with the evidence that we have about our addictions, we can figure out which the best ones for, at least I can figure out which the best ones for me and how I want to move out in the world. Um, I learned that very young, that I had addictive addictive personality. Um, So for me, I've chosen video games. I've chosen movies. Um, I was addicted to alcohol, I believe, but I saw where I was headed I saw I was making all the mistakes that even people in my family have made with it. And I knew I needed to change something. So I switched from weed. I mean, I switched from liquor to weed and been, been, a uh, what is it? Fluttering ever since <laughs> trying to fly. So, yeah, um, that's, uh, I told you I was heavy. All right, I got to start heavy because it's a heavy motherfucking situation. All right. It's it's frustrating. Um, It is very frustrating uh, for me, especially because I know it's an example of who I become if I go down that path um, and pick other items to be addicted to, which they don't exist. I mean, my 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 love for drinking didn't go away. I just realized I didn't want to end that way. Hell, I even. I'm addicted to video games. I've known that as a kid and I had to sell my PlayStation to graduate from high school. Not PlayStation, Xbox. Um, I had to sell that to graduate um, because I knew I was going gra- to graduate and, and still and play Gears of War all night. Gears of War 2, by the way. I'm still a beast. So there's nothing to take away. There's nothing lessons that I can give. Um, you know, the people who aren't Addictive personality types, you know, great for you, um, but we're not talking about you right now. <laughs> we just hope that you look out for people like us. The signs are always there uh we're unless you're really good at hiding it um uh, which some are, but I guess all you can do for a person that is addicted to something is to be there when their addictions take hold of their lives and hopefully have a, an alternative, a better alternative that they can use as a buffer to fill the void that they're searching to fill by using the substances that they feel. You know what makes addiction, what it is, is this, it's something that just feels good all the time, no matter when you want to do it. No matter when I want to do anything that I'm addicted to, I know I can do it in an abundance. And it, I mean, with my addictions, it's not going to, to hurt me. Um, that's the benefit of picking in addictions that aren't fatal. But if I fall off the wagon and go through something that those addictions can't be filled by, well then of course I'm going to the harder stuff, right? And I guess it's on me to figure out, you know, who I have in place on my corner to help me get off of those addictions if I get on them. Right. And that's all the rest of us can do. Is set ourselves up for parameters of circles of people that we trust and that we'll listen to. And that we truly believe care about us because it hurts out here in this world. It's like being born in a agonizing, non-stopping, non-solution-based existence. And I didn't mean to go this heavy. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but when you're presented with something this deep, you're a fool to try to stay in the shallow end. Because you're afraid if you can really swim. And I'm not afraid to swim in here. I, I, I know, man. I get it. And all you, not all you, but any piranhas down there, any, any uh, electric stingers, RIP the crocodile hunt, hunter, you know, I'm ready to fight with y'all Um Till the sun go down Cause I don't It get cold in that water So I don't like the cold too much But R.I.P To the great And Prayers again to the comedians Out in L.A Um, You know That's very unfortunate I don't like It always hurts When the funny people go <laughs> Cause we're running out of Funny people man We're gonna need them In the future man I'm telling you I'm, I'm telling you but yeah, so, um, on other news, I have been listening to the Donda vs. Drake album. Not Donda vs. Drake album. I have listened to Donda and Drake's certified Loverboard album. And this is after listening to all the opinions beforehand and from like Flagrant to with Andrew Schultz and Akat Singh and... Um, all of them over there. And then we have Charlamagne, the God wax. Taylor's not Miles not on the mic as much anymore, but, um, they're there expressing themselves. And so I'm hearing all this. I'm hearing Joe button on his Patreon. I'm hearing all of this, And I like that. I list, I hear everyone's opinions first. I'm not like ice who, you know, who doesn't want his opinions. Um, I guess altered or 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 manipulated by what he's hearing. I get I kind of understood when people say that. Uh, back when I didn't have my own will to push my own thoughts to the forefront, but now that I'm at a place that I know my thoughts and they don't they won't be uh, dissuaded by anybody no matter what I hear, I can listen to everyone's opinion first and then dive into the album with my own objective thoughts. Right, like I had no biases. I had no preconceived motions i didn't think one was better or good regardless or worse than whatever nah i heard everyone's thoughts and i thought they were interesting and i dove in this is what i got when i wrote my notes i'll start with donda just out of respect yeah you already know what it is big homie donda off of first track after the after the the donda 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 after that part which was funny. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it made me chuckle before the album, which is what I like. I needed that. But it was energy, bro. I mean, the energy was just goosebumps after goosebumps. It was track after track. And I'm, I I didn't get why people said they would skip, especially on the first listen. I thought that was kind of an asshole move. It's like, oh, due to respect if you're going to listen to an album and critique it, Andrew Schultz, to listen to the whole fucking album without skips. After the first album, listen. Of course, do what you want, but at least respect the art of listening to it from start to finish. Because otherwise, you're just talking out of your ass and what you're listening to from your from your your posse over there, your posse of Yes Men. So I didn't I didn't skip that one track. I enjoyed it in its entirety, and I mean the transitions were fucking phenomenal. The, I mean. It was, it was fun to rap over the instrumental type tracks, right? Like those tracks were fun because I was just flowing with freestyle words and I was, I'm just going. I'm like, hey, this is fire, bro! I can't imagine being in a rapper in Kanye's booth about to really spit on something like this. I go crazy. I don't know if any of my words make any sense to anybody, but I'd go f- fucking batshit crazy on his tracks because they're just, they're just dope as fuck. Like the song, "Uh, God Breath" caught me. S- that God God breathed, that caught me slipping. I'm keeping honest. That shit was that shit was crazy. That was crazy. That shit it just gave me goosebumps. I'm literally hoping rubbing my arm. Goosebumps goosebumps. Just thinking about it. Uh it it this joint just makes you want to clap. Right? Like you I think that's what he was going for in his own route. Right. It was like like what makes gospel music such a uh a hitter for people like myself is we remember feeling how down we felt in those moments. I mean, hell, the reason why this album is a day late, but not a dollar short. Don't get it twisted. But the reason why is because I I, I myself deal with depression. I myself have days where we just want to do what feels good all day. I don't want to think about anything that I have to do. I just want to feel good for that day. Because every other day leading up to that may not have felt great. I might've had a day where I had to deal with a lot or I'm dealing with something at work or I'm dealing with something on my personal life. And it's just, I don't want to deal with nothing for a day. I just one day want to feel good. And that's what I felt. Oh, uh, and, and that's, and that's why I'm a, I'm a little bit late. But when I hear this album, it, it resonates to me when he goes to those places and he's talking about that emotion and he's trying to present his pain to the world to be understood that he's up right now. Like, maybe he'll go back down. Yeah, of course, his life is the stock market. But when he was making this album, reliving this in his mind, thinking about all of this and his thoughts and how he came out of it, the music speaks for itself. I mean, Kanye, I if anybody just hasn't told you straight up, I wanna say it, OT over here, yo, big homie, thank you for this album. I'm not comparing it to your old albums, I can't. Because you weren't going for the same accolades that you were going for before. I think with this album, you really just wanted to bless the world with your pain And your solutions of how you came out of it. Which it looks like God helped. And I'm all for that. I just. I'd clap. Matter of fact. (laughs) Let's just clap a little bit. Thank you Kanye. I really do appreciate this album. I mean sonically. Damn. Just damn. If. If you take the seriousness out of it right. If you take. Lyricism. And. Dopest bars and dopest feet like if you feature wise, I mean he did a great job of features, but if you take out the seriousness of how people are want to take this album, yo, honestly, it's just a pretty fun album. (laughs) Cat said Adam wouldn't give wouldn't have given up his rib reference, right? Like like they say Adam wasn't black because he wouldn't give up his rib. (laughs) Like I didn't take that seriously, nigga, because one, it's a book. Period. No one can validate it anyway. And so he's joking about that. And it's, I don't know, man. If you if you look at life as lightheartedly as I try to, it's a funny thing. It's just a funny joke. And I feel like if you look at the rest of his album like that, he was he just, fu- he was playing. <laughs> he's having fun. Remember what that looked like, people. I know it's been a couple years that you've had real fun, but that is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my take on Donda. Yo, yay. Appreciate you, G. I'm gonna go back to it. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, I guess we go to Drake. <laughs> um, I think this is funny too because it's like I don't know what Kanye did on purpose, but it, it is looking like God versus the Devil, right? Because I mean, what is Drake the king of? Or what do he say he's the 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 six, right? Six six six, all that devil number play shit. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like I don't. And if Kanye didn't do that, it look. I don't believe in coincidences. You feel me i just don't from my creed from who i am i don't believe in i think everything happens for the way it's supposed to happen so with that being said i think drake's album so drake's album sort of our lover boy let me just start with love it's good if this was drake at 2015. I think we're listening to re, Drake just redoing himself over and over again. Because the beats was aight, but I didn't really start paying attention and like really like, like feeling anything until maybe his last track. Am I bugging? Like yeah, he can he he's a lyricist, so yeah, bro. We it's not even like can he spit? Bro, we expect you to spit on your shit. Pause. Whoa. <laughs> we expect <laughs> we expect you to drop bars on your album. Like you are who you are. I'm sorry the bar is so high for you to, to rap the way that you do, but you set the bar. So yeah, we expect that, bro. So at this point from a Drake album, I'm not expecting you not to have fire lyrics. I'm just hoping that the production is bigger, better. It just feels like Drake thinks he's only missing one piece. Remember all his albums? Like he's always just adding one piece, like a a new, a new style of flow, or maybe a new new artist that he's featuring on there that no one's heard about. But it's like, yo, bro, those little things you think that make your album just a little bit better aren't enough for your album. Unfortunately, you have to grow out of yourself to make some to make the album that you've been trying to make that's going to have its impact on the world that you want it to have now listen I get it you're Scorpio so you like to be close knit keep everything in your bubble package it up with the little bubble pops and make sure it's safe but dog your career's at a stat at a statue that like, you shouldn't be worrying about being safe you should just be putting your heart into that shit and going like Kanye did bruh not for real like not even to compare y'all like i hell kanye try to get do you a solid so people stop comparing you to yourself but you you for some reason couldn't get out of that like your album was compared to yourself because it's still just you i can look at kanye's donda and say it's nothing like his other projects he's fueled by something else it's something else beating in his chest a lot of pain there and hey, look—he didn't even have to divulge too much. Like, I mean, I know people are getting on Drake for he talks about like man the guy talked said he talks about his son on the album, but he doesn't go deep. He just talks a little bit about how having sex with all these women produced, when it weren't 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 nothing compared to the production of your of the son himself, of this son that he's had. So it's not like. Kanye is oversharing is just, I can feel where he's coming from. Like I know his life is like, he has beautiful children as well, but yeah, he's still going through a divorce. He still has to produce for Adidas. He still has to produce for his family. He produce for his livelihood, produce. He has to be who he's always been. And he has to amplify that and grow and evolve. And, that can't happen if he's always trying to stay safe you got to respect kanye because he don't care about being safe the fuck is safety nigga that's a man-made construct ain't nobody safe so god i really hope this don't that that feedback not there in this mic because i'm saying some shit (laughs) but yeah i don't know people might be saying i'm blasphemous for saying this about drake or whatever whatever but i grew up on drake like my brother put me on to Drake. Shout out to Kendrick. He put me on to Drake early, like LimeWire early. Loverboy, like that little uh, October's very young, my brother was bumping that in his Jaguar early putting me on and I had finally felt like I had found my alter ego. Like the like, if he was ever going to be a person in form, that would be my alter ego. It would have been Drake from 2009 or 8 or whenever that album came out or mixtape, excuse me. Like it was it was it was it was it was was like take care and stuff like like we're going to dissect Drake in a real way about how he's the guy that we all would have punched in the face for brushing up on our women. We'll talk about that later and like a little bit in the future of life. But that's who I was anyway. That's who I was trying to be. I was trying to um, attain women for a a moment because, you know, they wasn't really going to stay for real for real. I, and, and, and fear of abandonment is an issue probably of mine. Not an issue, but it is a trigger of mine. So, yeah, only keeping it for a season is, is, is ideal because, you know, they're not going to stay for the long haul. And that's what his lifestyle was. And that's what I was um, drawn to. But now we're at a place where that side of him is no longer even... I mean, he can, he can rap about it, but it looks wild when you have a son. And so you still act in your reckless ways, even though you not have this child to take care of. Is is this the example of a man you want to show to your child? Right. I mean, hell as much as you, you love, I mean, as much as he loves his father, I mean, his his father fucking joints on the tour bus off of his name, probably, you know, makes him feel a certain way. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, wouldn't that make you like, if that dad was fucking these bad joints off your name alone. I mean, yeah, I'm not talking shit about the homie. I'm just saying it's, you know, it's, 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 it's like, damn, is the apple going far, far from the tree? So it's like, is he going to replicate what his father taught him? Or is he going to go out and try to be a, try to show him a different life? And that's like right now on this album, that's not portrayed. That's not shown. That's not telling. He's not showing that side of himself for whatever reason. But that's him being safe, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, bro, like people want to hear the man that has everything. How does he raise a child to appreciate the little things? Right? Wouldn't that be dope as a parent to hear that type of shit on an album? Wouldn't you be drawn to buy his album now? Not just a little, not the not the 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 fast girls that just want to learn learn his lyrics so they can impress him when they meet him. I'm just saying, bro. Certified lover boy Even the artwork Like what you gonna get More women pregnant Like Nick Canyon My G Like what is you What is you on bro It's a cool joint I guess right But I'll probably Listen to uh If you're reading this It's too late Before I go back To listen to Certified lover boy But that's just me Hey look Y'all gotta believe my takes I don't think I'm Anybody but me But that's just how I thought When I listened to his album. I listened to them Both on the same day I listened to one I listened to Donda And then uh, Then I listened to so if I love a boy, and I felt Donda, like I feel Donda, bro, I feel it, bro. I feel what he's going coming through. I'm not coming through. That makes sense. I feel what he's going through. <laughs> but yeah, that's my take. Look, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna keep this a little bit shorter just because I'm still in my like mania depression episode. And I'm just not out of it because, like, I'm dealing with shit, <laughs> like dealing with family drama. That's it's that's different, right? Um, you know, because it's it's basically different when you walked away from like all of that, and you know, you ain't you ain't don't hit me up for none of that. I don't I don't want to be a part of it. Like y'all handle y'all business. But now that that I'm at this age, where they're looking for my my opinion, I have to think of something to say, and that's stressful. And you have work. That's like they're kind of fucking with you, right? They're dicking you around because they feel powerful because they're their their employers and they don't think employees have much power. Unfortunately, I mean, they never met a motherfucker like me before. Um, But, you know, we'll see how that goes. So I'm still in that mindset and I'm still working through it. Um, But I did want to, you know. Set up having an an episode uh, to deliver. Uh, to you, the people, the listeners, and storytellers. So, not gonna talk your ears off any longer. You know what I mean? I appreciate y'all for listening. I know it wasn't as upbeat as my other ones, and I'm not gonna apologize because life isn't always gonna be upbeat for me. Uh, that's why I need a co-person, <laughs> someone that could that can help me regulate my my energy. Um, but other than that, nah. I mean, hopefully, I mean, you guys go ahead listen to the albums. Let me. Give me some feedback about my thoughts if you don't, you know, agree or if you agree What's up? Let me know. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the albums. I should, I mean, I, I suggest you listen to. I mean, you're gonna probably listen to them, right? But I suggest you listen to them uh, to hear what I'm talking about because I feel like this doesn't like I'm not spoiling anything, and I'm not like like no one has like no one's gonna like listen to my opinions. And be like, oh shit, I can't listen to this and enjoy it now because he said some he said some shit about this. And I can't listen to it the same way. Yo, I if you like ice, yo, I get it. Um, uh, but if you like people like me who have their own opinions regardless, go ahead and listen to it and let me know. And um Yeah, man. Yeah, I you know what's interesting too? Like, just cause this month, September is Suicide Awareness Month, the interesting part was I remember when I um, on the first I had a therapy session and I was talking to my therapist about um, um, suicide because I had watched a Chicago Med episode on Netflix and it was the episode where the the resident had committed suicide right like he walks in it's a regular day for him he says hi he feels he looks a little bit chipper and he's saying good morning to everybody and everything looks okay okay and then he just walks to the top of the roof and jumps face plants right and i brought that up and i'm talking to her about that and because I'm, I'm i'm just so curious about you know what that mind state is to know something that no one else knows but they'll find out eventually when you when you commit the act and and did, did he feel he needed to be more uppity and say hello and good morning to everybody that night that day like why didn't he feel it i mean that day that day he woke up and knew it was over for him Cause he was going to decide for his own fate. And I just thought that was, was like, so that was a dialogue that me and my therapist had. And I just thought it was coincidentally, right. I don't believe in coincidence that it happened on that day of the first, the first day of suicide awareness, uh, suicide awareness month. And, and I didn't bring it up the first week of the, of the, uh, of the month, because I just wanted to really flush out that conversation first and see and and talk about it more if needed be. But now that I've talked about it with my therapist and I realize not realized, but now I'm, um, you know, I'm thinking about people who are doing drugs and, and the depression and what we're all running away from. And I don't know, like it's, it is something we should be mindful of that. People aren't always upfront about what's going on. So we should treat everybody, um, just a little bit better than they treated us. It's a dumb idea. I know (laughs) because I treat people the way that they want to be. They, I treat people the way that I want to be treated. Um, and so I guess for me, it's not that much of an insanity because I'm trying to treat somebody the way that I want to be treated if I'm going through a depressive episode. And if I don't know, know if anybody's depressed then I just treat everybody like they're in their depressive episodes. And I'm just trying to be better to them than I have ever received. I don't know where that came from. Only that, like, I guess um, there was this, there was this, uh, I watched the Brotherhood, Brotherhood of, um, uh, not Brotherhood, was it? Whoa, Alexa? Alexa, stop. She bugging. Like, what's she doing? But. Um, I wanted to. Oh yeah, I was talking about the doc, the doc that I watched about Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, and um, the, uh, I'm not gonna say this name right. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not. Um, Mochas um, no, Dick. Now I'm saying it wrong. Supreme Shabazz Allah is um the gentleman that said this phrase. He says, "Once you accept death, you're free." and that's from the doc blood brothers malcolm x and muhammad ali's on netflix and i don't know it resonated because in a way that was a a large a large chunk of my depression the ending and i've accepted death many years ago so not many i've accepted death maybe in the last three four years and i guess like When I think about suicide prevention, I think about people who are feeling suicidal and and death and all this weight and people dying from overdoses and there's all this death around us. I guess. I guess what helps with the depression and makes me feel lighter is knowing that death is a part of this story for us, no matter however shape that it comes, it's going to come. And I guess it just made me feel freer freer of worrying about my suicidal thoughts that occur when I'm at my lowest or when I'm out in the world living and I'm afraid of the world attacking me and ending me I guess all that depression like I mean it's not necessarily depression it's anxiety all that anxiety kind of feels lighter because I've already accepted that this is this life is going to end. So why even trip about it? Like why, why? I guess that is the question, huh? Why? And then everybody's different. And for everybody, the, why you are tripping, it's heavy for a lot. So I mean, I get it. I'm probably, I'm rambling, right? Like this is a hard topic to talk about. Um, not for me, like, Death, like I said, it's a part of story, but it's hard. It's a hard topic for people listening to listen to, and I guess I'm just with all the death that I talked about in the beginning. I guess I just want to end with everybody understanding and and knowing that death is our story, but it's just one part of our story, and unfortunately, with all the all that have passed. The beautiful part is the people that are left behind still get to appreciate them. And we wish we can give them flowers beforehand, right? I wish we could have celebrated a lot more people beforehand, right? I just watched Marshall. I don't know if that's the right, is it Marshall? The one with Chadwick Boseman? I wish we could have celebrated him more. So I don't know guys. I guess we move forward and we just hope for a better day tomorrow. That's it. So That's look got. All right. Uh well, pin on that. Uh guys, thank you for listening. Guys, gals, and everyone included, in between and all around. Appreciate you all for taking the time listening to this episode of You Got a Story. I'm your host, O to the Motherfucking T. Y'all be easy.
2: One. Go. Shaba, shaba, shaba li, shaba, shaba, shaba Stacking up my money, no time for your shit. Money cool kulako, like I don't care for your hate. Me no fighting. Me no fighting. Oh, me no, me no. Throwing down drums from bungalow down there. Yeah. I dey my penthouse, you can't even reach me. Me No frightened, me no frightened. It is not your fight, stand down. Hey. I'm not the one, calm down. Hey. You know I'm not your problem. You can't be me, why bother? Don't have your time now, now. Only hey. oh, mummy bow down. Hey. To no farabalia, a boy a lari molo. Ok, ok oh, no. It's ok like them say oh, no. Trouble no they pay me Ninja on a daily Ok, ok oh, no. We go the ok oh, no. I just want ya hear me Look, look oh, Angie baby, baby, it's your daddy
1: now disconnected from you got a story podcast.